This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani coming at you on Sunday night. It's around 9.10 in the evening. We're about two and a half hours removed from a 40-3 to beatdown. The Vikings got annihilated on Friday, or nope, on Sunday. Um, and it was just, from the, the beginning of the game to the end, the Vikings truly never looked like a team that, that had a chance. The Dallas Cowboys came in, and they just dominated from, from pretty much the opening drive and, and until the end of the game. Um, this was always going to be a test for the Vikings. It was something that I thought was not necessarily a trap game, but you see it a lot in the NFL. After big, big emotional wins, teams sometimes struggle to to respond from that. And that was certainly the case today. If you remember last week, we talked on, on this podcast about the impossible 33-30 to 30 win for the Vikings over the Bills. Uh, they did it in just dramatic fashion, almost impossible fashion. Um, one of the greatest games I've seen as far as regular season goes in my lifetime. And the narrative throughout this week was, well, are the Vikings going to be able to take that emotional win, move on from it, and and be focused up for Sunday against a very, very good Dallas Cowboys team? <clears throat> um, the answer is no. They lost 40-3, to a 37-point drubbing. I think it was the worst loss at home since like 1963. Um, they were playing in the old Met at that point. Um, so it's it's a historic loss. Um, the game, you, you won't pay or watch a game on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday and see a beatdown quite like this very often. Um, it, it was total domination from across the board. The Cowboys had 458 yards of total offense, limited the Vikings to 183 yards of total offense. Uh, The Cowboys sacked Kirk Cousins seven times. Uh, Micah Parsons ruined the game for the Vikings, Um, continued to be one of the best players in the NFL like he's been throughout this season. And on the other side of that, the Vikings generated no pressure, did not sack Dak Prescott once. You look at the box score of this thing, Kirk Cousins. You're gonna walk, look at, look at this game on paper and think, "Oh, Kirk Cousins was bad," um, and he was not good. But this game was not on Kirk Cousins at all, in the slightest. Um, and as I've said time and time again on this podcast, I am a Kirk Cousins critic through and through. Um, I've kind of turned the corner on him this year. I've started to give him a little bit more credit. I think it's important to give credit where credit is due. But when you look at this game, the fact that he was 12 of 23 for 105 yards, people are going to say, wow, uh, the Kirk Cousins of old has returned. What do you want him to do? He, he got the crap beat out of him for, for two and a half hours before the Vikings mercifully put Nick Mullins in the game um, to kind of save Kirk Cousins with the Patriots coming to town on Thanksgiving. Yeah, by the way, the Vikings have to respond to this 37-point blowout by playing the Patriots in something like 90 hours. So that will be a true test for them. We'll get more into that later, what to look for this week, how important this kind of 
turnaround is for them. But let's dig into this game because I think it deserves to be talked about. Um, for, like I said, from the opening drive on total domination from the Cowboys. Vikings get the ball. They win the toss. Uh, they get the ball first. Two runs up the middle. Third down, third and three. Kirk Cousins drops back to pass. Does not feel Micah Parsons on his backside. Micah Parsons drop, chops down on the ball, forces a fumble. Cowboys in business. Um, Vikings defense actually steps up there and holds them to a field goal. Then they respond and get a field goal of their own. So it's 3-3, and you're thinking, okay, maybe. Maybe there's a chance this, this is going to be close. From there on out, the Cowboys just poured it on. Marched right down the field for a touchdown. Vikings punt on the ensuing possession. Cowboys next possession field goal. Vikings punt on the next possession. Cowboys next possession touchdown. Vikings punt on the next possession. Cowboys next possession field goal. Um, it was 23-3 to at halftime. The Vikings did not force a punt until they were down by 34 points. Domination through and through, like I said. Um, you want to look at some of the players that stood out today for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Um, we had our good friend Bobby on the podcast Thursday, Bobby Belt, to preview this matchup, and he talked at length about how this offense goes as Dak Prescott goes. And today, Dak Prescott was 22 for 25 for 276 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Also scrambled around for 16 yards rushing. Uh, the offense went as he went and dominated for most of the game. Also interesting note, we talked about the the contrast of is should it be Ezekiel Elliott's backfield or Tony Pollard's backfield. Frankly, it didn't matter today. They were both very, very good. Um, but Tony Pollard continues his emergence as a future star in this league. 15 carries for 80 yards, six catches for 109 and two touchdowns. Those were kind of the back-breaking plays. Tony, Tony Pollard's two touchdowns. Came on the second drive of the game for, for the no, the fourth drive of the game. I'm sorry. The second drive was Ezekiel Elliott's one-yard touchdown run. The fourth drive of, of the Cowboys on the day, Tony Pollard finishes that thing off with a 30-yard touchdown reception, basically takes a swing pass in the flats and, and races down the sideline with no Vikings around him. Um, and then really the the nail in the coffin after halftime Vikings down by 20 at that point so you're thinking the game is pretty much over but they were down by 17 last week against the Buffalo Bills and managed to come back so there was a small sliver of hope I think within U.S. Bank Stadium that if they can get a stop right out of halftime and they can march down and score a touchdown or of their own cut this thing to 20 from 20 to, to 13 or 14 you give yourself a chance. Uh, instead, the Vikings get the Cowboys in a third and 14, and then Dak Prescott hits Tony Pollard on a wheel route over the top, 68 yards down the right sideline. They go up 27 points, and at that point, with roughly 12 minutes left in the third quarter, I had friends texting me who were at the game saying, I'm ready to leave. They they did not leave. They waited until the fourth quarter. But the fact of the matter is, the truth is, they could have left. It did not get any better from there. Really, really, you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a beatdown quite like this in the NFL this year. Um, it's not something 
I expected. It's not something I don't think the Vikings expected. I don't think it's something anyone from a national perspective expected. Um, the narratives around this Vikings team were how good are they? And then last week after beating Buffalo, everyone thought the answer was, well, pretty good. A guarantee heading into this week on the talking heads, on the national television shows, national radio shows, it's going to go back to, well, how good are the Vikings? I'm not sure how fair that is. I mean, fair is really, frankly, doesn't matter when you, when you lose by 37 in the NFL, um, you are everything and all the criticism that comes your way is, is fair. Um, this is a humbling game. It can be like Kevin O'Connell said afterwards. Um, so all of the criticism the Vikings are going to get in the next couple of days, the next few days is merited. Um, but I'll touch on it a little bit now. And then in our next segment, I kind of want to get back into this. Like this stuff does happen in the NFL too. Like 37 point beatdowns don't happen very often, but games that just kind of get away from teams. Um, I don't think this means like the season is over. I don't think this means like the Vikings were frauds all along and they're eight and two and they're going to lose, you know, what is it? seven more they're they're eight and two now and they got seven games left i you know i don't think they're gonna lose out by any means or lose six of seven down the stretch or five of seven down the stretch i still think they're a good football team i think they were a terrible football team today and when we get back we'll kind of dig more into what it means um I'm not going to keep you too long on talking about this actual game because there's really not much to talk about from a Vikings perspective. They scored three points today. They were terrible, abysmal, um, nothing to write home about. But I don't think it's something where we can write this team off. Um, When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what we heard in the locker room, um, and then we'll kind of spin it ahead to uh, what to expect Thursday.